ebire Swiss Sensation. Fo adura ati igba ni ni oju. E pe 090 Station. Listen via TuneIn.com or download Fresh FM Nigeria on Play Store. This is Fresh 107.9, where we keep you fresh all day. Another edition of Freshly Pressed and Fresh 107.9 FM. I am Lilio Fadoju, and as we do it every day on Freshly Pressed, and on Tuesdays like this, I'm always in the studios with uh, Akim Karim, where we get to look into the papers and get some perspective from Akim Karim, and then you also get to share your thoughts later on in the program. And this morning, I have uh, papers with me. I have the Punch newspaper, I have the Tribune and the Premium Times, starting with the headlines in the Tribune newspaper. I have this one. Ibejuleki communities urge to embrace electricity cooperative model. You have this one also. Akure Adoikiti Highway. Residents, motorists, commuters groan over deplorable state. Still in the uh, rather still in the Tribune newspaper. Kogi Ainek registers over 25,000 during continuous voters registration exercise. That's according to Professor Apan. UIVC Adebowale assumes duty. Promises to run a God-fearing administration. Or your commissioner, Fakoridi announces made in tech scholarship beneficiaries. Obaseki haps on stakeholders' collaboration to fight crime. Kwara pledges scholarships to 16 rural youths. EFCC arrests Obikubana for money laundering, tax fraud. 
Sonwolu orders probe of Gerard Road building collapse. Calls for clap, calm rather. CBN moves to rescue wheat farmers from seed inadequacy challenge. Our story is also there in the Tribune newspaper. Still taking a few more headlines from the same paper. Unemployment, insecurity crisis, FG to inject resources, programs to tame tide. That's according to Ingige. Still taking other headlines from the same paper. You have this one, now Bjorden Partners, ICT experts on economic development. NISS boosts farmers' extension workers' capacity on protection management of soil resources. And uh, this one, COP26, uh, climate justice, rather climate justice groups, ask African governments to reject net zero, seek real solutions. Our story is there in the Tribune newspaper. FG Sugar Policy yielding results, says NSDC boss. CBN sets criteria for selection of companies in 100 for 100 PPP. Our story is there in the Tribune newspaper for this morning. And away from this headline to to the Punch newspaper, for a few more headlines, you have this one. COVID-19 worsening marginalization of women in Nigeria. That's according to NHW. Niger Delta women give federal government one-week ultimatum over NDDC board. Ogun issues 60-day ultimatum to unvaccinated residents. Plans office transport ban. EFCC picks up Obikubana, alleges money laundering, tax fraud, and that previous story having to do with the 60-day ultimatum. I'll be asking my analyst about it, about the story, since it has to do with us here in Ogun State. And away from this, preparing for Anambra governorship polls. IBOB defends ESN over Anambra killings, Knox Uzodima. Direct primary mode will produce popular Ikiti candidate. We've act- we vacated a Plateau Assembly complex on CP's advice, impeached speakers group. Aquaibom LG youths protest remapping tackle neighbors over PIA. Anek records 3.9 million new voters. That's also there in the Ponch newspaper. Kaduna LG chairman inaugurated LRFI once against ethnicity favoritism. PDP campaigning instead of rebuilding, says PGFDG. That's an interesting one. Only quality governance can rescue Nigeria, Ikiti says Adeyeye. Our story is there in the Punch newspaper. Nasara LG poll tribunal begins seating. CJ wants judges. Our story is also there. Anambra polls. APC candidate at a disadvantage says CDD. AFDB blacklists 40 Nigerian firms, individuals in four years. That story is also there in the Punch newspaper. You also have this one. Kiyamo blames bank process for 7.3 billion naira disbursement delay. Reps probe collapse of 1.89 billion dollars Delta Steel community fumes. That story is also there in the Punch newspaper. And away from this, to other headlines. Now to the uh, what's it called now? Okay, I have the Punch here. I have the Tribune newspaper for a few more headlines from. Uh, Okay, I took from the Tribune from the Premium Times this time around. Let's see what we have in the Premium Times. Police order investigation into raid on Mary O'Dilly's residence. That story is still there in the papers this morning. Lagos building collapse. Owner got approval to construct 15 floors but built 21. That's a really tragic story there. And uh, it's there in the Premium Times this morning. Anambra debate. Insecurity in Anambra politically motivated. That's according to Soludo. Now that's something there. Nigeria lays foundation of clinic for president or the dignitaries. 
Cholera, seven Nigerian states record 21 deaths, 417 cases in one week. And uh, still on the debt toll in Lagos building collapse, that's one saying that the debt toll has risen by a few num- more numbers. So that's also there in the paper this morning. And on the CVR, INX says fresh registration hits 3.9 million. That's also there in the same paper this morning. And that's as much as I'll be taking when it comes to headlines. I'll be taking this quick breather when I return. I'll be taking details of the stories we have in the paper. Stick around. It's still freshly pressed and fresh 107.9 FM. Why are you dancing this early morning? What is the occasion? It is Food Court's ninth anniversary. Ego choke. If you think grand opening of Food Court at look bad, it was light. This 39th anniversary. Oh my loud gone. You stand a chance to 25% off on winning baskets at appointed time. Buy two t-shirts, get one free. Coca-Cola one liter, 160 naira. Ovaltine refill 400 gram, 970 naira. Fruta fruit drink 500 mil. 100 naira mini me pasta macaroni 475 grams 240 naira get this and many more exciting offers at food co at the social center promo runs from october 29th to november 7 2021 offer valid while stock lasts terms and conditions apply <laughs> Ah, bayo, chida dani, awomonko. Ah, alafia ni wawa. Ah, wano feri me. Eh, beni, luri orole tu unsoro ore la noni. Muri wibbe, onieri to daju. Bitu toni, onieri daju. E iti ijoba ekwile ogofi dire mule. Si oba fe raile ni bitu beteju. La isi damo omonile. La wwa ekwige bi, Hilltop Crest Estate, abi okuta. President Muhammadu Buhari Estate, koba kwe. Ati bebe lo. Na lagun jino. Lo tara, sodo ijoba ekwile ugun. La wwa ekwige ti ati soyi. Awonwe lwa mayirono tu wanino eto nani. Ujua na to jagara. Etu abotu kpokon. Koto idamino tu Atu miero tu madada. Wo oh le taba ma ipinore. Lori le ti obara lodo ijoba ipinle ugun. Ni tori pe o fi ni lokan bale. Eh? Bo wa ni mo se ma rin. Iwo sha ti lo soju opo aye lo jara www.olams.ogostate.gov.ng. Fo ekunrere alaye. Ba kan na ni o le se atejise sinu email olams@ogostate.gov.ng. Tabi ki o pe ere ibane soro 0700111999. Olukede ajo tun boju tu isakozo ati ti ta ile ni ipinle ugun. Olams ile dollar ile dollar. You're listening to one of Seven point nine Fresh FM. Welcome back to Still Freshly Pressed and Fresh 107.9 FM here in the city of Abeokuta. And starting with the story in the Paunch newspaper, Ogun issues 60-day ultimatum to unvaccinated residents. Plans office uh, transport ban. Uh, I had a chuckle there from uh, Akim Karim. I'll be asking him about this, but let me take the details real quick. The Ogun State Government uh, Governor Dakwa Biodun has threatened to bar to bar unvaccinated residents from government offices, schools, markets, and public transport. The governor also gave a 60-day ultimatum to unvaccinated residents to obtain COVID-19 vaccines. Abiodo said this on Monday during the inauguration of COVID-19 mass vaccination campaign in Abeokuta, the Ogun State Capital. The governor explained that the 60-day window would allow unvaccinated residents to take their jabs as part of moves to flatten the curve of the virus. Our story is there, you know, okay, a little more addition to that to reveal that the state targeted the vaccination of additional 2 million residents in the new exercise. And away from this uh, to another story, let's go to Anambra real quick, still in the Paunch newspaper. 
We have the story I pop defends ESN over a number of killings, Knox Uzodima. The indigenous people of Biafra on Monday said neither it nor the Eastern Security Network was re- responsible for the violence in Anambra state, which stakeholders said could disrupt the November 6th governorship election in the state. The group also said that four persons reported killed by the military in Norby in the Idemili South local government area of the state were bandits recruited by politicians to hijack the election. Our story is also there in the Punch newspaper. Away from this now, still with the Anambra election, uh, let's have uh, the story in the Premium Times. That says, uh, Anambra debate, insecurity in Anambra politically motivated. That's according to Charles Saludo. That's the governorship candidate of the All Progressives Grand Alliance uh, and also a former CBN governor. The governorship candidate of the All Progressives Grand Alliance, Abga, in Anambra State, Charles Saludo, has said that the insecurity in the southeast state is politically motivated. The agitation by pro-Biafra group IPOB was led has led to several killings and destruction in Anambra State and other states in the southeast. And uh, there you have all the details having to do with uh, killings in that particular side or that particular part of the country. But what Charles Saludo is saying this morning is that insecurity in Anambra is politically motivated. I'll be asking my analyst about this also later on on the program. And uh, still taking more stories having to do with, okay, I've taken enough on uh, the Anambra story. But let's move on to uh, this other one. Here coming from the federal government in the Tribune newspaper. Unemployment, insecurity crisis, FG to inject resources, programs to tame tide. That's according to Ingige. The federal government has pledged to inject more resources and programs to gear up activities in the informal sector of the economy and further strengthen the production capacity of entrepreneurs in the COVID-19 economic recovery plan. Minister of Labor and Employment, Senator Chris Ingege who said this when he received a delegation of the Organization of the Trade Union of West Africa in Abuja, further said the idea was part of the multi-pronged strategy of the federal government to create jobs and tackle insecurity. A story is also there in the Tribune newspaper and a few more stories. Uh, this one having to do with voter registration uh, back to the Premium Times. Uh, CVR, INEX says fresh registration hits 3.9 million. The Independent National Electoral Commission, INEC, says the number of fresh registrants in the ongoing nationwide continuous voter registration, CVR, has hit 3,899,238. The commission disclosed this in a weekly update to quarter two, week four, released on Monday in Abuja. The news agency of Nigeria reports that the breakdown of the pre-registration statistics shows that Oshun State has the highest number of online registrants with 453,949, followed by Delta with 297,396, and by also with uh, 252,534. We have a breakdown of the numbers, of you know, more numbers uh, coming from states and also across sexes in the premium times. Another final story I'll be taking this morning before getting some perspective from our analyst has to do with uh, the police investigation into the raid on Mary Odelis residence. And uh, you have the story. The Inspector General of Police, Usman Baba, has ordered an investigation into the raid of the Abuja home of a justice of the Supreme Court, Mary Odelis, by security operatives last Friday. Baba denied knowledge of the, invas- of the invasion or ordering the operation According to a statement by the force public relations officer Frank Mba, described the incident as unfortunate and unacceptable. 
The Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, the FCC, and State Security Service has also denied involvement in the raid. The Attorney General of the Federation, Abubakar Malami, whose office was also linked to the incident, has also denied knowledge of the incident. Good morning, Akim Karim, and good to have you on the program. Good morning, how are you? Uh, I need us to start with this story. I thought we were going to start with a story here in Ogun State. But this particular story, uh, I mean, there was a raid on, or, you know, they tried to raid the residence of uh, you know, uh, Mary Odeli. Oh, that was on Friday. But it seems every party that should know what's going on is denying responsibility. The EFCC denied immediately that happened. The Attorney General of the Federation also said investigation will be done about it. He denied knowing about it. Now the police are denying all involvement in that particular um, incident. So who do we hold responsible at this point in time? Yes, I I, I do not... Um, I, honestly, I don't know who to hold responsible because if everybody is denying now, then it means there's actually something very sinister about about it There's, there was i think it was a sinister plan i think um i i think it was motivated for one reason that we do not know of except the people who hatched the who hatched the plan will have that information but from available information a magistrate was said to have issued the search warrant that authorized the the gestapo like uh, movement if you allow me to say that and then um, the allegedly, I'm not too sure now. The I said, I said, he or she was prodded on to do that by the Attorney General of the Federation, who also said probably acted on a whistleblower information. And so, you know, that's time we were incentivizing whistleblowing, and people were giving us the Osborne Ekoi fund, mm. a lot of information, the airport loot, and the likes. And you know, just like it's so important to have people. Uh, security agencies get, uh, get information, but it's also very important to be able to see this information and see the genuity, if I may use that word, the genuineness rather of that information. But on this, I think uh, it's too bad that nobody is claiming responsibility. I know that there can be no detachment of it was even an intelligence thing. It was not about so. It was not about policemen alone. Mm. I think they had other agencies there, and now I'm sure you have heard the story of the unknown soldier by Abamayeda. So probably it's another case of unknown soldier. While you were going through the news, I, I stumbled on a report on Instagram where where we said where they said they have a face a face a panel a police panel uh, the people the leader of the team and every other person you know. So as it as it is now, we only the only choice we have to is to wait for the outcome of the police investigation. But you and I know how long these investigations take. You and I know how long we never get to know the truth. And you and I know that uh, usually, with the moment we say there is going to be investigation on issues like this, where there is something like an uh, official secrecy. The official secrecy is normal in office administration, in administration, but the way, they, the way we go about it in Nigeria is more of like, hush, hush, let's cover it up, let's cover it up. But I think the most important thing is that uh, people have come out, the MB has come out to request and demand that the Attorney General himself should is a panel to look into this. Uh, a person of the status of uh, Mrs. Uh, Odili, who is uh, who is said to be the second in command to this Chief Judge of the Federation, mm. should not be allowed to be ridiculed in that way. It would have been better if the whistleblower information was correct and they got there, probably saw a cache of money or arms or ammunition 
then there'll be a bit of justification for it. And that is, I think, why everybody that was involved in it and started the whole process with enthusiasm are now gradually backtracking and denying because now there's nothing to say that the woman did for them to go into that house in that, in that manner. But, but one of the things you insinuated has to do with, uh, you, you were saying, investigations like this would never necessarily get to, you know, uh, what we're looking for. We don't get to the bottom of things. Uh, do you think this will also happen in a situation where you have a top officer when it comes to justice in Nigeria? <sighs> the truth of the matter, and this is my view, I have the right to it, in my adult years, more than 35 years, yes, in my adult years, more than 35 years, I've read so much about Nigeria, I've seen so much, I've listened to so many things, and uh, something in me tells me that that's the end of this case. Nothing, in my opinion, taking into consideration what I know about Nigeria, what I know about Nigerians, what I know about our security agencies, and when I see this like kind of uh, flags, I've seen flags that when I see them, I know where it will end. When the attorney general said, no, there will be a panel, you don't say there will be a panel, police deny, you don't deny. Nobody has even taken responsibility and said that, oh, they are our men, but they went there illegally. We did not send them. You know, that's a different thing from saying, oh, you know, at times, uh, touts put on uh, police uniform. So somebody's already giving excuses. People in the are already giving excuses. And when it gets to that position, I tell you, these are the powers that be. Except there's an independent investigation from Mrs. Odile herself or from the MBA or from probably a crack journalist, investigative journalist who will get to the root of the matter and put it in the public domain. But I tell you, the authorities that be will still come and question the veracity of such investigations. So what you're insinuating is those who are supposed to serve justice might not necessarily do the justice. You know about the word miscarriage of justice. This kind of justice doesn't happen in the in the courtrooms alone. Anytime an average Nigerian doesn't get what he's supposed to get, it's a miscarriage of justice. Anytime people have to pay for bail in the in the, in the police to get their people off, it's a it's miscarriage of justice. And you and I know that these things happen so often in our daily lives that at times when you want to do otherwise, you are seen as an outcast. You are seen as ah, well, am I in the country called you are you call him now. And even people, at times people are trying to help, will tell you, ah, let's just play the game they want it and let me, let me leave. And so the, 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 the judiciary, as we know, as much as um, people have issues with them, as much as um, we feel they're not up and doing enough, I've been in the court several times. I've, I've, I tell people I've been a beneficiary of the magnanimity of the judiciary, even under the dark days of uh, of the military dictatorship as a student activist i've known i've seen when we had to return to school only because the judiciary insisted that these guys have to return to school i know about the union lawyer seven the asu lecturers the the students uh, rashid additional and others who were also who also had to return to school or were issued their certificate because the supreme court ruled that they should be giving their certificates so the miscarriage of justice doesn't necessarily have to be in the judiciary but what we have now is an unfortunate situation where a top-ranking officer of the judiciary is a, is a victim of the misuse of power and miscarriage of justice. All right, uh, let's just leave it at that because there are so many other issues to get to. And uh, let's go to another one having to do with the Anambra elections. Well, in Anambra State, we have this one. But before we take that particular story having to do with uh, Anambra State, from Charles Saludo and also IPOB, We'll go on this quick commercial break. When we return, we'll take details of that story and more.
so then don't that get your bracket. For Bill Kuta will stay. Their name na show up. Services Nigeria Limited. Give your get better for planning and forwarding agency to send anything to anywhere in Nigeria or to abroad. We last see show up services Nigeria Limited who help you send them to anywhere. Local and international delivery like letter, document, and pursuit. Not be only this one be their job. They sabi about all this one as well. Yeah, and see fry. Yeah, ticketing, insurance. Show up services Nigeria Limited. Eh, eh, eh. Go meet them for their office today. Where they number 47 Olusha Gonshoba Row. Okay, Lewo Abelta. Their WhatsApp number B 0818-900-8976. Telephone line 0802-387-5069 and 0818-900-8912. Website www.showoba.com.ng. On social media, Show Oba Services Nigeria Limited. Email SOWKLTD at yahoo.co.uk. Show Oba Services Nigeria Limited. Let me go meet them today. Adebowale Oludotsu Nigeria Limited is a need for nationwide distributors for Kani Paper. Kani Paper is a newly upgraded high-quality household tissue paper. Made from imported raw wood pulp, Kani Tissue Paper is purely natural, created with high-quality products. Delicate and impeccable in every detail, only worthy of your extraordinary taste. It can be used indoors, in the kitchen, outdoors, in the cars, and restaurants and bars. It can also be used as a sanitary towel for ladies in the case of an emergency, and it is totally safe to use for babies. Today, Adibawali Oludotsu Nigeria Limited boasts of modern factories, world-class production equipment, industry-leading production technology, and high-quality raw materials. You can locate us at Kilometer 14, Lagos Abeokuta Expressway, opposite Obasanja Farm. To be a distributor, please call Koriede on 0703-065-4058 or 0805-828-5090 for more information. Fresh for 107.9. Invigorating. Or welcome back. Still freshly pressed and fresh 107.9 FM. And I'm still getting some perspectives from our analysts this morning. Let's real real quick uh, touch on this one here, uh, or rather in Anambra State. Well, IPOP, that's Indigenous People of Biafra, has denied, you know, being up, you know, those individuals who were killed by the military. You know, the military did say that they were members of uh, the Eastern Security Network and IPOP and the likes. But IPOP has said that those who were killed by the military in the Demily South local government area of the state were bandits recruited by politicians to hijack the election and not members of the group. Also, Soludo has said that uh, you know, insecurity in Anambra State is politically motivated. I mean, looking at the two side by side, uh, what's your take on this? IPOB is denying you know, those individuals who were killed. Also, uh, Soludo is saying insecurity is politically motivated in that part of the world. Lulu, in all my adult years, I've not been worried about any election about more than as much as I'm worried about this forthcoming Anambra elections. Uh, for the first time, I've been extremely skeptical about the success of the election. Um, I know how the telling is it is in the southeast. Then, when the continuous Monday uh, stay-at-home order continued in such a way that uh, the government of uh, Obiano seems helpless, could not do anything. Banks had to comply, and then the governor had to start to impose his authority by saying that 
any uh, business premises that was not open on Mondays will be closed down. Mm-hmm. It didn't help matters. Students were chased away from these classes on Mondays. Now they had to replace Saturday with Monday. Instead of Monday, instead of Monday to Friday, now it will be doing Tuesday to Saturday. And so what it shows to me is that this IPOB, ES, and whatever they call themselves, for whatever reason, have massive influence on the people. Mm. Either through violence, either through their philosophy, maybe through their philosophy of violence or whatever. And when they are insisting that the elections will not take place, I, 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 I do not know what position to take. Now, I feel that the lives of Nigerians, of Anambirians, in my estimation, is more important than elections. However, I also feel that if the elections do not take place, seemingly, we have uh, the Nigerian government or the Nigerian state may have been seen to have considered this legitimacy to IPOB or ESN. By, and I watched the uh, commissioner for a number of states a few days ago on TV after that shootout. It was on Channels TV and he said that it was, a, it was we call it madness. That how could anybody attack this type of convoy that had DSS soldiers Air Force personnel, Nigerian police, civil defense, you know, and they were on a show of power to show to people that they were on ground. I chose to attack them. It was like a war movie. Did you see that scene? No, I didn't participate. It was more than two minutes. I didn't wonder how they got to cover it, how the channels got to cover it in that climb. But then it showed to me that, and the man said, the commissioner of police said that they were going to militarize the whole environment the, all the local governments but then i know that yes you can beef up security you can send up to sixty thousand policemen there already the, the ig has said he's sending two dig no two dig three igs man uh, quite a quite a lot of you, you know a lot of that, yeah. but then can they man all the polling units can they stop uh uh a flash attacks like what you don't really expect somewhere they just willy them but, but I think that the Anamari people should be wise enough to ensure that the security of lives and property. I know that the army, the military, the combined security for it will try their best to ensure that the election holds peacefully. But peace is a relative term. And you cannot have absolute peace in these circumstances. And then I now wonder which is more important, the lives of our citizens or the elections? Now, beyond um, what's called now physical violence, do you think uh, the people in Anambra State have been psychologically defeated? By uh, what's it called now? These groups, especially if you see how they've been able to no, no, no. get people I, I, to, I, I, to stay at home on Mondays. I don't, I don't call it a defeat. I think rather that people in Anambra have been have have taken a position with the IPOB. They align with them. They you see, think so? I think so. Or you don't think it's the threat because of violence? It's not, it's not. It's not just about violence. Because some people will still brave the horse and go out. But you see that there was overwhelming support. Apart from the fact that, yes, there will be elements of psychological defeat that, oh, I don't want to be wounded, I don't want to be maimed, I don't want to be killed. But then you see that there's also seemingly that the people of Anambra State, even outside of Anambra State, have aligned with the objectives of the IPOB. They may not align, align with the modus operandi, but they have aligned with the basic intentment or intentions of the IPOB which is basically a, a Biafra Republic. Before, before we go uh, to that story here in Ogun State, uh, you have Masop saying the Saturday poll must hold as their representatives are ready to assist. Now, that's Masop. 
It doesn't seem much of a lines then with the uh, IPOB or its ideology. Be- before now, we have always known that this issue of what the IPOB stands for today was initiated by Masop, mm. Rafua Zuriki and others. But along the line, when Masop IPOB came up, gradually and increasingly, the impact of Masop was not felt, in my estimation. And uh, at that time, the people of the Southeast had more trust in IPOB. So, I see this as an opportunity for Masop to say, oh, we want the elections. Let the elections hold. Because if the elections are not hold, then there may be anarchy. What happens if the, of, if the speaker cannot even take over from the governor and probably uh, one person from anywhere will be sent as an administrator to that state? So I think Masop is trying to ensure that the status quo ante is not disrupted in defiance of IPOB. So apparently, Masop and IPOB, which were supposed to be brothers or comrades, are, do not have the same objectives now. Now, even if they have the same objectives, and the same question is, what is the objective of IPOB? to have a Biafra, state of Biafra. Will stopping of election in Anambra State this Saturday uh, decree or veto the existence of a Biafra Republic? That is a no. Will it aid them? I don't, I don't know how to hate them. And a lot of people who have who wish to support even the Biafra agenda will always ask critical questions. Have the IPOB, the agents of Biafra, have they done the needful about uh, the United Nations Declaration of uh, sovereign states have they done what should be done constitutionally at the United Nations and all these places have they asked for a plebiscite have they asked for a referendum you know have they voted to the National Assembly of Nigeria or is it just by going out main people stop uh, 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 causing havoc that's because now I think that at times when you have objectives your modus operandi how you try to uh, attain the objectives matter in such a way that you do not defeat the bigger picture but in my estimation and I'm of the convict, I'm of the conviction that the IPOB, as president, considered with his modus operandi, will actually jeopardize the demand for Biafra Republic. So, do you think insecurity is politically motivated in Anambra State, according to Charles Oludu? Allegedly, a, short, a, while, a while ago, I heard that they said somebody said former President uh, Abacha said that any insecurity in Nigeria that goes beyond 24 hours is either state-backed or politically motivated. I know the, uh, the I know what uh, the the apparatus of gov- the apparatus at the disposal of government, and the moment government ca- it seems incapacitated, then I don't know why it should be politics. But I know there's always a a, a very ugly reason for whoever is perpetrating it. But what I keep saying to people is that you know, whether it is politically motivated, whether it is foreign machineries, whether it is the responsibility of government is to protect lives and property. Is and if the government doesn't do that, they it's are failed. Responsibility. They are failed. Okay, let's come to Ogu State here, where the Ogu State government has issued a 60-day ultimatum to unvaccinated residents and plans office transport ban. I took that story earlier, but let me just reiterate: the Ogu State Governor Dakbo Abiodun has threatened to bar unvaccinated residents from government offices, schools, markets, and public transport. What's your take on this? Because I know we've t- touched on uh, the idea of uh, insisting that individuals get vaccinated. But the government is saying they might have to bar people from uh, accessing government facilities if I, they don't get vaccinated. I, I, I think the state government, or whoever issued this directive, is, ma- is, is majorly yes. in the minor. Is majorly in the minor. They, they are unable to determine um, their priorities. They are determined to determine what is important to the people of Nigeria at the crucial period like this. 
Lulu, the truth of the matter is that I have, I've taken the first job, I've taken the second job. I know many people who have not taken this job. I know many people who will not take it. I know many people who, even though they want to take it, they do not even have the opportunity. Now, the point is this. I discussed this in Ibadan yesterday with Olake, and a pastor called him, and I said to people, now let's look at a situation where everybody in Ogo State wants that vaccine. Mm. Is, does the Ogo State government have the capacity to give the first job and second job to the people in the order they should get it? The answer is no. You and I know that no state in Nigeria has the capacity because what we are having now is donation, donation from EU, donation from World Bank, donation from uh, I didn't do it all in the first bank, the the Bankers Committee. And I tell you, if truly we have up to one eight million Nigerians and we have an adult population above eighteen of up to more than hundred million, that means that we need more than two hundred million doses. But but let's, now we okay. do, now can the Ogun say in all sincerity mm. that if everybody in Ogun wants to have that vaccine first and second jab, then they can let's say Moderna or AstraZeneca that they can give them. But they say in, in the state now the plan is to vaccinate another additional two million residents in the new exercise. The state government for where are they getting those vaccines? Has also increased vaccination centers from one hundred and thirty-one to five hundred and nine. Five hundred and nine mm. for the or for all the local government. You see, my my point is that I think instead of uh, force, instead of use at all, uh, uh, this uh, resorting to this type of statement, they should have incentivized the the, the vaccines. In a week, a, a few days ago, I was watching the interne- international station, and I saw that Moscow was going on lockdown again. And the Russian authorities said, oh, because we are going to inconvenience you guys for five or six days, we are going to pay you to stay at home. Lulu, you and I know, if already pays me to stay at home, maybe I'll stay at home, use my phone, use my internet. You know, there's a way to incentivize things. So are you suggesting that the state government pays people? No, it may, not, it, may not necessarily be, it may not necessarily be payment. Mm. But I know that putting incentives behind the vaccine in this circumstance is better than this type of uh, 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 um, threats. I see this as a threat that is like measuring in the minor because I know for a fact that even though they have said 104 to 509, um, what do you call it, vaccination centers, mm. then they plan to vaccinate 2 million people. Mm. The truth is that no state in Nigeria has the capacity to vaccinate 2 million people at a time over a period of one month because the vaccines are not that available. It's I know over a period of two months, though. No, 60 days, 60 days is, is not possible. I know people who got the first jab and waited two months before they could get the second jab. I know people who got the first AstraZeneca and had to travel to the United Kingdom to get the second jab. So are you saying, now that the state government has you know, made this uh, statement, that they are not going to put enough resources on ground to make it get done? Lulu. I said to people when this um, COVID-19 pandemic started, when, at the heat of it, when there was a lockdown, people could not move and uh, only journalists were allowed to, to move around, that this pandemic has met us in our state of, in, in, our, in our exact state where we are. I said to Ola Kemenita, it was on this show, that where we are today, as for infrastructure, healthcare, social welfare, security, you know there were security challenges, people could not go to work and people were uh, uh, taking palettes out forcefully, mm, going indeed. into people's house and mm. all the stuff. And I said at that time that when we were, when we were at that point, probably 1650 as a nation, where people, where the whole world was actually in 2020. So now, when you look at the response of our government to issues, I tell you, this this is not the way to go about it. 
even in the United States of America, where the population of vaccinated people is more than 60 or 70 percent, where people are willingly going immediately after the exit of Donald Trump, the, the, the vaccination numbers increased. Increase. Even Donald Trump now came out to tell us that while in office he got vaccinated, but he did not reveal that fact to people. They have not come out to say you cannot go to malls if you do not have a vaccination uh, uh, card. I know, I know the United Arab Emirates that people cannot go to places if they do not have the vaccine, but from your on your street, you can get the vaccine. But you, you have can private, get the test. private businesses in those same countries you're talking about where if their staff don't get vaccinated, they, they don't allow... I think it's against their fundamental human rights. It's just that somebody has not gone to court to challenge it. So you're saying what the state government is, not, is saying now will be going against the right of people it is. to access... It's apparent. It's apparent. Nobody should force an individual to take a vaccine. It's not forcing, it's just trying to protect other people and, uh, you know, flatten the curve. Which curve? Which curve are you talking about, Lulu? When people have been having parties and people have been doing their normal activities, you see the COVID-19 pandemic in Nigeria is a peculiar case that the, the strategies and protocols used outside of Nigeria, in the United States, in Canada, every other place, cannot be adopted because we lack a social welfare package. In Singapore, in, in Singapore, in India, I forgot a few other countries, they were consistent lockdown for so long. But this is but people, were getting, people were getting right. their supplies. Right. See, right? This is not a lockdown, but it's about COVID-19. So the fact that you could not meet the people at that the expectation as per when the lockdown was available, and now you are saying, go and get the vaccine, or you don't allow you to go here. Which market first? Is it Kuto market you stop you from going to? Of supermarkets, government government facilities. Which what are government facilities? I mean, uh, so the mass centres, the state secretary, the mass centres there. The Nigeria, the federal government of Nigeria also issued a similar similar uh, draconian anti human rights uh, statement, asking that uh, civil servants have to provide either take the vaccine or provide a negative um, certificate once uh, twice a month, and then they say kicked against it. So I know in the fullness of time, the NLC, TUC, no, we say we kick against it because it's likely going to be against the interests of workers. This is my personal opinion. I, although I've taken okay. the two jobs, but then I still doubt the politics behind the coming and the, the procurement. There's, there's something sinister about that COVID-19. Let's, 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 get, let's get the thoughts of our, our listener out there. 0803, rather. 322 1079 that's 0032 1079 and 0907 800 1079 uh, the fact remains that, uh, first of all, I would say my own on this, uh, 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 Mr. the justice. Mm. I think if you remember vividly, uh, for the particular attorney general that he served and he was murdered, you understand, in the cold blood, you understand. I, I, I don't know more about it, but the fact remains that this attack to this woman is condemned and unlawful. You understand now? The fact remains that there is, uh, like they do say, they said in any rumor, there is always element of truth. You understand now? Any 
God can't just put on uniform or uh, that kind of uh, uh, group is a security operative that can go to that kind of uh, uh, high-profile person like that and say, ah, we don't know about it. They should forget about that. They should just stop, you know, treating us. We are more than two. This is this is what has been happening in the country for long. You understand? But the fact remains that as being an high-profile woman, they should do proper investigation. Except he can do it, like Mr. Karim said, a a, a personal investigation. There we go. We can see the rudiment. Okay. You understand? Okay. If not, is uh, uh, then most importantly to the IPOP. I think that IPOP, like Lord Bate, the IPOP, the way they put their own settings, you understand? They're forgotten that it's not only Igbos that live in the uh, Anambra. That is the problem. But the fact remains that the government too, they have their own, uh, what's it called? Their own, their, their, their blames. Right. They should have not you, taken this thing to this extent. All right. All right. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. To get other calls, zero zero three three double two ten seventy nine. That's zero zero three three double two ten seventy nine. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Your name and where are you calling from? Yeah, Olatunji Kindi calling from Abantuko. Akin, good morning. Morning, sir. Yeah, nice listening to you again. You see, it's laughable listening to and uh, hearing that from the state government. I've taken my first job, and I the second job was due last week Wednesday. I got there, I was told that uh, it's, not, it's not available. I should come back. So many people were also turned back. And they're asking people to go out, to go and be taking the job. If you don't take it, you don't. But I don't even know the kind of government we run in this country. I don't know what our politicians take us. Those that are taking for that, you have not given them the second one. You are saying it's not available and you are sending people out. Do you see any sense in that? Is there any logic? In fact, this country is just a mess. Thank you. Good morning. Oh my, yeah, we can only hope that things get better. And I also hope that they are listening. The right authorities are listening at this moment and they also take the right steps. Let's get back to the phone lines. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Yeah, you have Solomon on the line. I'm calling you from Lagos this morning. Akim, good morning. Morning, sir. Um, in, sometimes when I listen to politicians, I laugh. The comment of Ogo State Governor yesterday, I discharged such comments as Awadakeri Keri comments. Awadakeri Keri comments. How so? I will tell you my reason. Real quick. Look, where I live, we share border with Lagos. As of today, as of today, in that earth center in Odobrabiodu, I can tell you that there is no COVID vaccine there for the past eight months. Wow. Okay. <laughs> for the past eight months, I've been looking for this vaccine to even take it. Mm. So what are we talking about? And right. so many areas in Nobu State. So what are we talking about? Okay, I, I, I know you can so, speak for your area. So, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. See, I, I challenge anybody, anybody in Ogun. In fact, the percentage of those who have taken COVID-19 vaccine in Ogun, their percentage, is not up to 3% in the population. You you have statistics so, to back this up? My dear brother, I cha- I challenge the governor. Oh my what God. are we talking oh about? Right. Even oh the Lagos, even oh the Lagos, right. even Lagos, who are so exposed and all that, who are even get data management. What are we talking about? Right, and you are saying, look, it's a Wadakari comment. All right. 
right. Thank you for your thoughts. Uh, quite a lot there to say that uh, you know yeah, the statement made by the executive governor is a uh, comedy. I, I would I would expect that uh, maybe it feels comical. Uh, <laughs> it may not be comedy per se, but it's maybe comical. it's comical. You know, <laughs> that's, that's how you define our weather character. <laughs> well, but uh, however, like when about when they are doing a movie, uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I, I will I will know what to comment on that, but also. You know, he did make mention that uh, he's, he doesn't think uh, they've had up to 3% when it comes to vaccination. That's some figure he did not prove, do. Uh, we'll try to look into that to see the figures uh, later on. Hello, good morning. Hello? Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. You're morning, where are you calling from? Yeah, my name is Honorable Go ahead, Honorable. Please call. Beautiful. Uh, I think the government see what they can do concerning COVID-19 of the team in local state. Yes, that everybody must. That could better ways of probably making people to want to take number one what of the availability. I got the first job. I'm in the job very soon. And I pray that I have on ground. We're very sure of the availability first before you can want to probably give a lot or probably give a timeline for people to really get it. I'm sure Nigerians are very, very, you know, uh, uh, they are very simple. It's available. The network is a bit poor. Can you try to call back? The network is a bit poor. Couldn't really make out what you were saying. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello. All the way from Adiokuta. Adi, all the way from Oshun. Your name. Are you with me? I'm with you. Your name. My name is is Taiwo. Taiwo, you have uh, two minutes. Go ahead. Yes, I want to give it to Fresh FM. You know, you people are performing wonders in Oshun State right now. Thank so you. I want to give it to you. In Oshun, it is 104.9. You are doing great. Thank you. Yes. Yes, concerning my take this morning, it's about the forceful intake of this, you know, COVID-19 vaccine by the state gov- gov- the government. I believe that it is it is not proper. Although I want to, I want to criticize the government constructively. They should not impose it on the people now. They should try as much as possible to sensitize and to enlighten the people on the need to take this COVID-19. You know, instead of saying that, you know, we must not have access to some, you know, government facilities or, you know, institutions, you know, people will be barred from going to work or accessing some government, you know, uh, and, and facilities. So it is of course for the government must please re- uh, do a kind of rethink. Let there be sensitization. Otherwise, some people with, you know, hello? Go ahead, go ahead. Hello? We can hear you loud and clear. I can barely hear you, sir. Oh, my. Uh, we can hear you. Go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, my. Uh, okay, since they can't hear us, uh, let's uh, see if we can get all the calls. Uh, 0907-800-1079 and 0803-322-1079. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Your name and where I you greet you. From? Engineer Apolabi, I'm calling from Songo. Go ahead, engineer. Yes, I, I think you cannot give what you don't have. Mm. You cannot give what you do not have. As simple as it is on the vaccine. I think uh, the governor should make his verification first to know the availability of the area for which people can take the vaccine before making any step to you know, to uh, restriction. Having said that, I think the problem in uh, Abuja about Odili, uh, 
think we, we, I aspire to see a trace of same template of government during the time of military regime in 1995. How, how could you deny such a move? Um, such warrants were given by a court. Not that one. A court give the search warrant. All right. Somebody came for that search warrant. All right. The location from which that person come, that is another area for which to... And again, those who carry out that action have a kind of type of uh, rifle used. Owned by who? By hoodlum or by Nigerian government? We, look, why should we continue to behave like this? It happens to Igboho, denied by the DSS first. Later, they, are, they admitted that they are the one who carry on the attack. Okay, and we are talking about no, governor, no, no government here and there. Mm. Why should we continue to behave like this? The government, we have not heard anything from the information minister. Do can you hear thoughts. that? Do wrap, do wrap up your thoughts. Uh, so, we so I think uh, it is a food for thought. Mm. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your thoughts. And uh, we can take one final call this morning, 0907-800-1059. Hello. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Your name and where are you calling? Yeah, let me conclude what I was saying the other time. You have one minute. I, you know, the availability is very, very important. Mm. I think we are available first. When it's available, you know, if I even make it, you know, in such a way that people will even get attracted to want to win and take, you know, this ever thing of the mm. So, I, mean, I think the government needs to really rethink and see how they can be able to make people to take it. Yes, it's very important. Let us all take it. So that those people that have it, you know, will not want to inflict on us. I mean, then will not be, we will be controlled somehow. But let us be very practical and be very, very diplomatic about it so that some people will not, you know, you know, use it as an opportunity to organize, you know, government response. Let me allow other people to organize more. Right. God bless you. Thank you, so you so much, Honourable, for your thoughts uh, concerning that. Saying uh, you, it shouldn't be a, a, an opportunity for people to antagonise government. The government should make sure that it's also available for those who want to take it. I don't understand what uh, my good friend, Honourable Lani Judge, means by antagonising the government. But when the government has... Uh, apparently, government is so powerful that I shudder to think that government takes the wrong decisions... I wonder what we are when the decisions are taken. Is it that they do not have the information we have, or they have the information that we don't have? Now, government is insisting that it has increased where people should take the vaccine, and people are saying we have had calls, two calls that said they, they, they went there. There are no vaccines in place. So when down, you voice these things yes. out, that's not antagonizing. That is even the duty of the citizenry to keep the government on its toes at all times with fact and figures, verifiable, empirical. So in, in one like word, in this instance, so, so the, the threat by the government to bar... It's comical. Bar, it's comical. It, it, I, I line with... Will the word be Mr. comical or you, you don't accept it? That's my opinion. It's comical. It will, yeah. When a man has not provided food for his child and beats him for being hungry. 
Yeah, he's, he's, not, been, he's, he's, not, he's not been bitten yet. Broadcasting worldwide. The latest hits and the greatest memories. Fresh. Fresh. 107.9 FM. I welcome you to this program this morning, dear listener. I am Temi Tokwe Ibrahim, and with me is a guest from King's Interbiz Estate Limited. And with me this morning on this program is Mrs. Omoni Egbemisola. Good morning, our listeners. And for us having you here this morning, I know it's, it's a good news. What do you have for us? Yes, definitely a very, very good news. We are presently doing the promo on one of our property, and that is the one at Idiori. Okay. We sell our land there outrightly per plot for 600000 And... For anybody who is buying half plots, we sell for three hundred thousand. Okay. Then, if you are buying on installments, we sell for seven hundred thousand. Okay. And initial deposit of ten percent, which is seventy thousand naira, and you will spread the remaining payment for twenty-three months, which you will be paying twenty-seven thousand four hundred monthly. Wow, wow. And we are not leaving out half plot people who want to buy half plot who doesn't have enough to buy a full plot. Okay. So, for anybody that is buying half plot, your initial deposit is thirty-five thousand naira, hmm. and your monthly payment, which will be spread for 23 months you'll be paying 13,700 monthly wow. now we have a promo and um, our package is for the first 50 outright purchasers we are going to give you a 5% discount on the cost of the land either you are buying half plot or full plot so okay. there is 5% discount on your purchase the first 50 clients who comes around okay. to buy then we are giving there's a gift for buying and you are entitled to also a vegetable oil and rice for Christmas. Mm, mm, Christmas. And this promo is going to last from 1st of November to 4th of December. Mm. And we are not also leaving out our instrumental payment. People okay, are not paying instrumentally. They are yes, not left out. They are not left out. Okay. So the first 50 instrumental uh, purchasers okay. are also entitled to gift, mm. they are entitled to vegetable oil, mm. and they are entitled to rice. Wow, that's awesome. Between you said the date is between first of November, first of no- November to fourth of December. When you call us, okay. we take you to the location, you go and see the land. The land is well fenced around, wow, it's fenced around gates, and people already are building inside the place already. Mm. We give instant allocation to whosoever is buying, either outrightly or in installments. Wow, we are not holding awesome. you back. We want you to start working on your land. Even when you are paying installments, we give you allocation. You give us the duration of one month after payment. Then mm-hmm. you are not paying for form. No. You mm-hmm. just pay for your land. You get your receipts and we give you what we give you after your payment. Your you've made your total payment. You we are the one that will do your corner piece. Okay. We, we are the, we are no the special one. payment for no, corner no, piece. No. Wow. Agreement that you are not paying for that. Certificate okay. of allocation, you are not paying for that. Mm. Copy of perimeter survey you are not paying for that it's free all that is part of the money you have paid for okay. and also we have farmland at abuli alabata okay that we are selling and our farmland is two hundred and fifty thousand for one acre which is six plots and there's room for anybody that wants to buy in plot our plot is forty two thousand naira per plot and also it is not limited to people who want to pay outrightly there's room for anybody that wants to pay in installment for our installment per 